We are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. Welcome to another edition of the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution, where evolution is revolution. Brother Jay, how you doing, man? Hey, man, we rounding this 2020 uh, year out. The home stretch, man, like the home stretch. I see the finish line. I really do think it's been a it's been a marathon for everybody. Amen. Even if you didn't prepare for it, it was a marathon. And and I'm brother, I'm just I'm just as the old folks used to say, I just thank God for my space in the building. That's it, man. That's <laughs> it. My space in the building. I um I'm doing well, brother. I'm well. And um I'm ready for tidings of great joy <laughs> indeed indeed man I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to uh you know in higher ed man the holiday break is life <laughs> the holiday break is life man so uh i'm just trying to make it into uh a couple more days and then i could be off for like two weeks man so i'm, I'm trying i'm trying but you know, in, in the spirit of the season, uh, you and I kind of talked about this earlier. We wanted to do something different this year. You know, last year we did a, a, a Christmas theme episode and had some fun with that reminiscing and walking down memory lane. Um, but this year we uh, decided to focus on Kwanzaa, man. The focus yeah. on Kwanzaa, uh, you know, and I, I thought it was important just because of all of the, all of the action, <laughs> all of the action that is taking place in 2020 man as it relates to the black community black people black men in particular um and and really i don't think a lot of people understand all of the various aspects of kwanzaa i know at least for me um in the research leading up to this series you know i knew about it growing up in a black household but i didn't know like its origin this its origin story and um really how we can incorporate Kwanzaa, not just between December 26th to January 1st, but year round on a daily basis, man. You and I, we kind of talked about this uh, right around th- the Thanksgiving holiday, like, yo, Thanksgiving, I don't know if it's really a holiday for us, man. I'm not sure. I, I enjoy fellowshipping with our family and, and friends and, and all of that stuff. But then pe- even in that setting, people have kind of lost the value and lost the sight of, I guess, what Thanksgiving is supposed to mean, yeah. <laughs> right? And so I just thought it would be dope to, you know, focus on um, a black holiday, man, because, it's, you know, people can get Kwanzaa confused thinking it's an African holiday. Um, it's founded in some African traditions, but it's really an African-American holiday. That pays homage to African beginnings. Exactly. Exactly. And um, what was dope for me, man, um, just learning, you know, the the holiday was founded in 1966 by Dr. Milana Karenge. And he founded the holiday after the Watts riots of 66. And he founded the holiday to really bring attention, awareness, and uh, to rebuild the community that was destroyed during the watch riots. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't know that, man. And that was something that was powerful to me because man, for those of you who are familiar with the watch riots, or if you haven't uh, researched it, go research it. 
but there was a, a lot of unrest around the same issues that we're dealing with in 2020. And this was in 1966 where, you know, Watts was a thriving uh, community in uh, Los Angeles and it was burned to the ground. Yes. You know, st- so think of, think of, think of Rodney King, the Rodney King riot, the LA riots around 92, escalate that and elevate that <laughs> a couple of notches. And then you, you kind of have the scene of the, the watch riots in, in 1966. And so, um, you know, Dr. Uh, Karinga, he was able to uh, put this holiday together, um, but I don't know if it was part of his research. You know, I didn't know that the gentleman was also a professor of African studies um, at Cal State Long Beach. Shout out to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Cal State. I would work at Cal State Long Beach, man, just because of the weather and the scenery. I, I don't know about the I don't know about the Crips though, but you know I would work there. Summertime in the LBZ. Man, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, you know Kwanzaa Kwanzaa came out of like many of our Black traditions in uh in America. Kwanzaa came out of the struggle, mm. and Kwanzaa came out of necessity. And uh, what's interesting to me is that. People believe that you need you, you can't celebrate Christmas if you celebrate Kwanzaa. The holidays are not mutually exclusive. So, you know, when you're celebrating Kwanzaa, we can still celebrate, you know, our, our faith as Christians. If you are a Christian and you celebrate Christmas in the spirit of Christmas, uh, um, aside from all of the European nonsense, you know, Santa Claus, mistletoes, reindeer, all the shit that really don't matter, Brother Jay. <laughs> It's just not existent. And I think the beauty about Kwanzaa is that one, it's not tied to a specific religion. Um, it is a heritage celebration, a heritage holiday celebration. And each day provides those that celebrate it an opportunity to focus in on one of the seven principles and and I think one, it's a good way to jumpstart what most people would do as a New Year's resolution. But it's a great way for me to reset and restart and replant myself in terms of a strong and solid foundation so that I can build on it in the days to come in the new year that we will soon celebrate. And I think it's, it's, it's always about remembering the past, celebrating the present, and striving to build for the future. And I think if we if we could embody that, not just when it's actually celebrated, right? But if we could celebrate it year long or have moments where we think of the seven principles described um, within the celebration of Kwanzaa, I think that would that would help in terms of level setting cultural awareness, but also just to be in touch with, um, as old folks used to say, the angels and the ancestors. And I, you know, I remember, I remember in elementary school, right? I remember watching some TV shows or some programs about Kwanzaa. Didn't really know what it was because um, my family didn't per se celebrated um i knew about it through like church interactions and community events 
And I remember, I think it was in elementary school, one of our holiday songs that we sang in the chorus was Kwanzaa, Celebrate the Seven Days. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting, right? As I look back in retrospect, like my non-African American music teacher was was woke, as the, as the, as the young folks say. But outside of that, right, uh, it required me to do personal research and learn about it on my own. And I think that's the beauty of it because you can make of the holiday and identify with the different principles personally. And then when you celebrate it with a group, you know, you can identify it collectively. And I think that makes it even more powerful versus the commercialized holidays or the man-made holidays that we celebrate in the United States, you really have like one way to celebrate it and you move on. What's dope about it to me is that not only um, is it celebrated amongst African-Americans here in the U.S., but it's also been adopted by the Black Caribbeans um, and different subsets of the African diaspora. And for those of you who don't know what diaspora means, it just means that all of the black countries and nations, we all in this together. We come from different origins, but we all come from the same place. Diaspora, diaspora. That's 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 what my, I'm paying my student loans back for. But um, you know, it's a Swahili term. Swahili term, and uh, the the full phrase is actually, and and, and don't laugh at me, brother Jay, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna step out on faith here. Let's see what you got. Matunda ya Kwanzaa, first fruits. But that was all right. That was all right, brother Jay. That wasn't too bad. That it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. But yeah, but Kwanzaa it essentially it means first fruits. Um, you know, we give thanks and homage to the, the first fruits of, um, you know, what we have received. And you know, and it's really an African. It's founded in the Kwanzaa is founded in the tradition of of African harvest festivals, and you know, and and so when you think about first harvest celebrations, it, they are pretty much organized around five fundamentals, um, or at least five fundamental kinds of activities that generally take place. And you mentioned it as far as, um, you know, gathering of people, you know, establishing reverence of the creator or the, in the creation, right? Commemoration of the past, recommitment of the highest cultural values and the, the celebration of the good. Like, yo, I'm, I think it's dope. It's a cultural holiday. It's not a religious holiday, but some of the fundamentals where it's founded on are kind of found in religions <laughs> in all kinds of religions. Absolutely. And I, I think for me, the, the beauty about this is whether we realize it or not, but we as black people, we celebrate Kwanzaa whenever we have a family gathering, whether it is for a joyous occasion or a sad occasion, we are, we are uniting, right? And so um, traditionally with Kwanzaa, you have um, Karamu's, which is feast, right? And so that's a time to celebrate. We typically do that for Christmas, right? Everybody gets over Big Ma's house and all the grandkids come and Big Ma and, and, and them been cooking for weeks and or prepping for weeks and to, to have that one special meal on that special day. Right. We started in Thanksgiving for us culturally. And then day by day up until New Year's, we we are having small karamus, if you will, celebrating um, with with family. 
And you know, black people, we always got to have dancing and music. And that's another part of the Kwanzaa celebration. And I think the beauty about Kwanzaa is that it also incorporates um, art, right? And that's that's pure expression of, of, of who we are as a people. So with poetry, you got um, storytelling. Black people are some of the world's greatest storytellers. And I think that's due to our, our experience and us wanting to stay connected to the past or the history so that those who are in the future never lose sight of what we've gone through as a people. And I find it interesting, and you know, maybe I'm reading too deep in, into it, but the seven principles, like you have seven principles. Seven is a, uh, a number that's synonymous in, you know, whatever you believe. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're agnostic, you believe in seven days of the week. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I think there are a lot of nuances that I'm excited for our listeners to learn more about. Um, and the, the seven principles in uh, Swahili, in Guza Saba. In Guza Saba, did I get it? In Guzo, in Guzo Saba. In Guzo. In Guzo Saba. In Guzo Saba, the seven principles. And um, over the next couple of days, uh, you all will uh, hear uh, our interpretation of each of the seven principles, uh, starting with uh, emoja, which means unity. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Brother Jay take the second one that means self determination. No, sir, you started it. <laughs> you gotta finish. You played. You know what it is. No, man, you told me. You you told me like because you. I, I like how you how you said it. Yeah, man. I I used to. You could sing it in a song. You said you you learn how to say it in a song. I did. So it's Kujichagalia. Kujichagalia. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, I could say it when you said because you was like, yeah, Kujichagalia. You you said it's a song, and I'm like, okay, but I I couldn't remember the melody of the song. <laughs> and so I saw a lot of letters, and it started with K, and it wasn't my name. That's fair. That's fair. Kujichagalia. Kujichagalia. Kujichagalia, which means self determination. Ujima, which means collective work and responsibility. Ujama, cooperative economics. I'm actually looking forward to having a conversation about that uh, because, you know, people are talking about supporting small business and most, most importantly, black small business. Yeah. And um, now is definitely the time that we need to uh, acknowledge that and, and recognize it. Um, Nia, purpose. So now, so now I'm thinking about every woman that I know whose name is Nia. Nia Long. Nia Long. Nia Long had a purpose in my life. I tell you that much. You're foolish. She did. She did. <laughs> Boys in the hood. Kumba, 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 which means creativity. And so when you talk about the the art and the dancing and the poems and the the, the spiritual expression, you know that. That is something that, you know, black folks in the community that we're all about. And then finally, uh, we'll wrap up our uh, exploration of the Kwanzaa holiday with Imani, which means faith. Imani, which means faith. And so those seven principles, I believe, honestly, you know, unity, self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, faith. Um, These are principles that you will see 
And I would say probably the charter of most black organizations, brother Jay. Yeah. And I think, I think it happens without us knowing about it. Cause this, this is woven into the fabric of our people. And it, even before Kwanzaa was a holiday or Kwanzaa was created, these, these things were celebrated within the individual villages and tribes of which we originated. And for that, it should be celebrated, man. It should be celebrated December the 26th through January the 1st. Um, so not only are we going to be uh, celebrating the spirit of the season, but we're going to also celebrate how uh, we can appreciate the first fruits, if you will, the first harvest, if you will, and how we can incorporate Kwanzaa really in our daily lives, uh, 365 or 66 days out of the year, um, depending on if you're in a leap year or not. So I'm excited about it, about it man. We're going to uh, also drop some fun facts in this series about uh, Kwanzaa and um, some of the intricacies of its meaning. And um, I'm excited, man, because Brother Jay, I think I finally cracked the code. I finally cracked the code as far as why my aunties and my grandmother used to keep like odd fruits and random nuts in the bowl around the holidays to the season. <laughs> I think I finally cracked the code. Okay, and so we're going to get into that. I'm excited to hear because I've always wondered that myself. I just never understood like, and then, and then it'd be like hard nuts, man. Like, you know, be like, it's like yeah. the most obscure nuts in the bowl. And it's like, yo, you can't even crack those with a nutcracker, man. You need, Why are these here? You Why need a hammer. Why are these here? And it's like, yo, you, you got a bridge. Well, you got a bridge, auntie. You, should, you, probably, you probably shouldn't be eating these. But I think I understand it. And so um, we're going to get into all of those fun facts and intricacies around Kwanzaa. Tune in for the rest of the series. We are excited about this time of year. I, I usually enjoy at least the break and, you know, trying to reflect on what I want the, the next year, upcoming year to look like. But I'm not going to do that this year, Brother Day. Cause I, I went real, I went real hard on that in 2019. I'm like, yo, 2020 gonna be the year. 2020 gonna be the year. 40 years old. Da 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 da. Yeah, it didn't turn out the way I thought. So I, I'm gonna try a new technique this year. Yeah, worth a shot, man. So, uh, with that being said, uh, you have just witnessed another edition of the Game Recognized Game podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and we are the gentlemen advancing the melanin evolution. evolution. Happy Kwanzaa, and we will see you soon.